Become a Leslie's Pro member, and with almost a 1,000 locations conveniently located less than 3 miles from your service route, you can quickly get in and out and take care of your customers. Get Skimmer, America's number one pool service software platform. Listeners of the podcast can try Skimmer for free. Visit my website, swimmingpoollearning.com, and click on the Leslie's Pro and the Skimmer banners to learn more. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Hi, and welcome to the Pool Guy Podcast Show. In this episode, I'm going to talk to you about something that I think a lot of people don't do that own a pool. And if you do pool services, something that you should be doing for your clients, and that is going through the equipment and checking to make sure that everything is working every week. Leslie's Pool Supplies is a proud partner of the Pool Guy Podcast Show. Leslie's Pool Supplies has been do-it-yourselfers and pool trade professionals trusted partners since 1963, providing quality products and services to make pool care easy and solutions and expertise to do it right. I think one of the things that's often overlooked with your pool is the equipment. And unlike your car where you have to kind of open up the hood to see what's going on, or you may have an engine check light come on, your pool equipment is just there. And sometimes you kind of take that for granted that everything's working fine. And I think one of the ways to kind of mitigate the cost of pool ownership is to make sure the equipment is running properly and it's not going to be a problem. It's going to cost you a lot of money down the road. Now, if you do pool service, you should be doing some kind of equipment check every week, whether it be glancing at everything or looking for leaks or whatever you do in your service. You should be looking at the customer's equipment to prevent any kind of major expense coming their way by missing something. And I think as a homeowner, I think this is something that you need to add to your weekly checklist or at least every other week or so depending on how much debris your pool gets and how often you maintain your pool and this is especially important if you live in an area like I do in California where we don't turn our close our pools for the season and winterize our pools our pools are running all year round and so you really got to be on it to make sure that everything's running correctly so the first thing you want to check is to make sure that the pool comes on when it's scheduled to come on this is really important in the summertime Um, Because if you have a pool that's not coming on when it's supposed to, the pool can turn green pretty quickly. And so you should know what time your pool comes on. Even if you have pool service, you should know that your pool comes on at 9 a.m., let's say, or 10 a.m. And if it's not coming on at that time, you know there's a problem. So make sure your pool's coming on at that time. If you do pool service, this becomes a little more complicated because you're not around the pool when it comes on typically. So what I like to do on my pool route is set the pools to usually be off before I get there. And this helps in a number of reasons. One reason also is if you have a Polaris type cleaner on there, if it stirs up all the debris on the bottom before you get there, you don't know what is missing or what you have to clean. And so I kind of like to schedule my route to where the pools don't really come on until I am at the stop and I actually physically turn the pool on. This also helps checking for leaks and things like that. Because if you're not there when the pool's running and the pool's leaking water somewhere, it's hard to isolate it. Sometimes it's easy, but sometimes it's more difficult. And so it's better to have the pool off. When you turn it on, you can kind of isolate any kind of problems. This can't be done all the time because if you get to the stop later in the afternoon, you can't do that. But at least for those pools that you can, I like to set it to where it's off before I get to the pool. And then those that are on already, I like to turn off and leave off for a couple minutes and turn back on to see how everything's running. 
I don't do that all the time, but sometimes I'll turn a pool off just to make sure everything's good. And then the next thing you want to check, besides the fact that the pool actually comes on with the timer, is how the pool motor sounds when it's operating. So a lot of times you're going to hear the motors getting louder and louder over the course of weeks and months. And this is probably because the bearings are wearing out in there. And it will get really loud to where you're in the front of the house. I had one account where it was like 100 yards from the pool. And I can hear the motor from the front of the house. You know, definitely it was burning out. We're going to burn out soon. And so to kind of keep the cost down of other things added to it, for instance, if you notice that the motor is burning out, it's going to need to be replaced, I definitely would recommend letting the customer know that the motor is getting loud and you need to replace it before it actually trips the breaker and is off for a week. Because then you're adding more cost to the customer because then now you're going to have a you know, algae green pool type cleanup process to add to it um, if it happens in the summertime. And so as a homeowner also, you don't want to add costs to your pool care either. If the motor were to burn out, you don't notice it for a week in the summertime. You're going to be spending some money on algicides and shock to get your pool back in order. And so therefore that will add to the cost. So it's better to find the problem first, address it, replace the motor before it actually burns out and leaves your pool not running. And along with the motor, you also want to make sure that the pump is running correctly. A lot of times something will get stuck in the impeller and the pump's not really pulling the water um, well. And so you're going to have really poor flow. And again, you're looking at more cost for chemicals to get your pool turned around again. So make sure that the water is full to the top in the pump. The reason why those lids are clear is you can see the water in there. In a normal operating single speed pump, the water should be up to the top. If you have an automatic cleaner, suction side cleaner connected to it, it may not fill all the way because some of the water is being pulled by the cleaner and that causes a little bit of air to get in there. But normally it should be filled to the top and the PSI should be above 10 PSI in most cases if it's operating correctly. If your filter gauge shows like 8 or 5, there may be something stuck in there. And you also notice that the pump will be louder. So that's one thing to check also is to make sure the pump is actually pulling the water as it should. And then something that could really cost you money is not cleaning your filter on a regular basis. And so the filter PSI gauge is really important. Make sure that it's operational, that you can read it, and that it's working, that the, the PSI, the gauge is actually going up when the filter starts to get dirty. And this could really help be helpful for a D filter because a lot of times the damage in the grids or the grids tearing or the manifold cracking is because the filter pressure got too high and the grids in the manifold can't take that pressure and they crack or they tear. So I suggest after cleaning your filter to mark with a sharpie or if your, um, your gauge allows it you can turn to where it says clean and then it will be indicated for dirty. Um, regardless of that, you want to mark when you clean your filter. So if you have a DE filter and you clean it, you recharge it with DE. And if it's at 20 PSI, mark that on the gauge. And then when it goes to 30 PSI, you have to backwash it or take it apart and clean it. And this prevents a lot of damage to the grids inside there. Each grid will cost you $30. The top manifold is somewhere around 60 or 70 And so you can see the parts in the filter really add up. The same goes with a cartridge filter. If you want to extend the life of the cartridges, you want to clean them often. Sometimes the PSI is not a good indicator, so you want to get on a schedule where you clean your cartridge often to maintain that and keep the cartridge in good shape so that you can extend the life of it and not spend extra money on a cartridge that got damaged because you weren't cleaning it on a regular basis. So the filter cleaning is important. 
that helps mitigate some of the costs of the grids and the cartridges by cleaning it very often. Sand filter, you don't really need too much maintenance. You just backwash it when the pressure gets up. But you definitely want to backwash your sand filter when the pressure goes up by 10 PSI. If you neglect to backwash your sand filter often, it becomes less efficient and effective and it will require a sand change sooner. And so regularly backwashing your sand filter is important. You don't want to overdo it on the other end and backwash it every week. You only want to backwash your sand filter if the filter PSI goes up by 10 PSI. So keep an eye on that. Your filter pressure is really important. Having a working gauge is important so you know the filter pressure. Keeping the filter clean definitely helps with that aspect. So you should be checking your timer, your motor, your pump, the filter pressure to make sure the filter is clean. If you have a heater, you want to make sure that, you know, this is one of those gray areas. You know, a lot of customers are like, can you test my heater for me to make sure it's working? And sometimes you can test it and it works fine. But then two days later when they go to use it, it's not working. So hard to test your heater until you actually use the heater. So if you're a homeowner and you're turning your heater on for the first time in a while, I suggest standing nearby it to make sure that no service lights come on, no error codes come on the screen, and definitely, you know, you want to make sure that it's operating correctly. There's no, you don't smell any gas anywhere. Um, those are some things you look for. But as a pool professional, we don't really test the heaters on a regular basis. We're not firing them up for the customers because, um, you know, that could lead to some problems where you may leave it on an accident and then the gas bill would be really high. So I generally don't test the heater unless the customer asks me to test it. Then I'll turn it on and make sure it works. But then again, it may not work when they go to use it because that's how heaters are. They're very touchy. But definitely you want to make sure it's working. And then the last thing that I like to do around the area of the equipment, and I guess I should mention that you should be also emptying the pump basket out when necessary. That goes with the pump check that I mentioned a little earlier. Um, I thought that was pretty obvious, but I'll mention it just in case. Um, one thing you should be looking for is leaks around the pool. And again, the best time to find a leak is when everything is off for the night. The next day you turn it on and you're able to see the leak developing. You'll see if it's leaking from the housing gasket. Maybe it's leaking from you know the seal on the motor. Maybe it's the winterizing plug on the pump. Maybe it's the O-ring on the filter tank. Could be a plug on the heater where there's an O-ring in there also could be leaking from the heater itself and the heat exchange. Um, anywhere, can, anywhere there could be a water leak. Um, it's hard to isolate it if the pool's been running and there's a puddle of water there. So definitely check that. Sometimes it's leaking from the top of the pump or the front of the pump. And those become very obvious when you turn them on. And so checking for leaks is important. If I get to a pool and it's been running and there's a puddle there, I'll reset the timer so that it's not running the next week when I get there. I can check it out or if I have to go back the next day I'll keep the pool off all day and then the next day I'll go there and turn it on to make sure um, I can isolate that leak but it's harder when it's running again you have to make sure that you can find a leak as the pool turns on so definitely look for leaks because it could cause more problems especially if let's say you're leaking water from the top of your pump this could cause the pump not to prime one day cause the pump to overheat and cause the motor to burn out and then you're looking at getting a new motor put in and so all these things could add up to more and more money if you don't stop them right away um, and definitely can do more damage if you have you know let's say you have a seal leak in the motor this is a good indication that the motor is getting really hot and it may need to be replaced you may not even hear it getting loud but if the pump seal 
were to start leaking. In a lot of cases, that's an indicator that the motor is definitely wearing out and needs to be replaced. So all these signs, any kind of leak is a sign of something that could be a major problem or just a minor nuisance, but you definitely don't want water leaking um, by the equipment. I think one of the worst leaks that you can have by your equipment is having an offline chlorinator, like a Rainbow 300 chlorinator, and have one of the tubings break on it. That could drain the pool down all the way past the skimmer in some cases. I've had pools where the tubing for the Rainbow chlorinator snapped and the pool was down two feet of water. So that's not unheard of, and definitely that's one source of a major leak right there. Um, I've had different equipment fail. I've had a filter, the plumbing on the filter come off. I don't know what happened. The garden may have hit it or something, but the pipe for the filter actually broke off and that pool was drained down like three feet of water also. So definitely be aware that any leak by your by your equipment can develop into a major leak. And sometimes you'll notice a crack in the filter is causing the water leak and that's something that needs to be addressed right away because the crack in the filter will expand and it could become extremely dangerous where the actual filter um, clamp or lid explodes off of there from that leak. Uh, that means that the integrity of the filter has been compromised and you definitely want to turn that pool off and get that filter replaced right away. And so leaks are extremely important. And then one thing that I guess I should touch on is the valves on the pool. You want to make sure that no one's messed with the valves, that no one's hit them by accident. Sometimes kids will go out there and play with the valves and turn them. So make sure the valves are all in the right direction for the pool to operate correctly. You don't want someone turning the valve to spa drain or, or spa suction and that'll drain down the spa and make the equipment run dry. Um, so definitely the valves are also important to check to make sure that they're in the right position and make sure if you have valve actuators that they're actually working. A lot of times you'll have a valve actuator fail on you. That's the motorized valve for an automated system. And you can probably go on and on and check more and more details with automated systems, but I'll leave it at that as a basic equipment check to make sure that everything is functioning and that everything is running so that you don't have any problems with the water quality. Or you could lead to more expensive repairs later if you don't keep an eye on it now. So as a pool pro, you should be inspecting the equipment, a basic inspection every week when you do the pool. And as a homeowner, I definitely would recommend adding that to your list of things to do around the pool. And if you're looking for more pool care tips, definitely check out my website, swimmingprolearning.com. I have an ebook available for $9.99, plus a lot of helpful web pages. And if you're in the industry and want to enhance your business, definitely check out my coaching program at poolguidecoaching.com. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Have a great rest of your week, and God bless. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Real quick, if you're not using pool service software, try Skimmer free for 30 days at getskimmer backslash pool guy. Again, that's getskimmer backslash pool guy. Skimmer, everything you need to run your pool service business all in one app.